This is a Soulfire production. You're listening to the Simply Be Podcast, episode number 232. Well, hello and welcome back to the show, my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful friends. I am so excited to be here on this episode with you. This is going to be a juicy one. I'm so glad you tuned in today. You are a smart one for not missing this one because this is literally going to be some of the smartest money tips you're not only going to hear today, but you're going to hear ever because I have such a rock star guest on my show today. She is a goddess, queen, money, master, manifester, true expert that is going to really break down how we can get our money game on point. And I know you're listening because you want to make more money. I want to make more money. I want to make a lot of money. And we should always be sharpening our skill set on how to actually do that. And there's so many money experts out there, so many conversations about wealth and money management and manifestation and the law of attraction and magnetism and all of the things. And honestly, you're going to get a little bit of all of that today on this episode. So I'm really excited about it. But before I get into the introduction of my incredible guest today and into our interview, I want to welcome you formally to, to the show. I am your host, Jessica Zweig. I am the CEO and founder of the Simply Be Agency, a personal branding agency located in Chicago and Nashville and serving clients all around the world. I am the author of the number one best-selling book. By the way, my book B is having a moment. It's having a resurgence. Thank you all so much for buying the paperback, getting the workbook. I get so many messages still to this day for those that have read my book, Be a No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself. It is really the guidebook on how to build a personal brand by simply being you. And I often say, truly, I'm not, I'm not just making this up. I know this. I've seen this now thousands and thousands of times. If you read my book, really read it cover to cover, finish it. And you do all the worksheets and you do all the homework and you do all the frameworks in between. You write it all out. You put pen to paper. You will build a brand. You will have your brand strategy defined. You will know how to activate your platform. You will know how to grow your audience. You will know how to create money and opportunity by being yourself. Okay. Clearly with a strategy. So you are really missing out if you're not picking up my book and really doing the work because I gave it away in my book for 20 bucks, however much it is on wherever you buy books. And it's literally the gold that we give to our clients within the agency. So I wanted to just share that. And and we talk about so many things on the podcast. If you've been with me for a while, hello, welcome back. And if you're new, hello, so happy to have you. Each month, we choose a different intention here on the show. And it's a really a uh, container each month to really dive into a specific topic or concept or theme, vibration. And this month in March, if you're listening to this, at least in March, it'll serve you whenever you're listening to this podcast. But we're talking about what it means to trust the process this month. And my guest today certainly did trust the process. And I'm so excited for you to learn about what that really looked like for her. I want to also share, if you have not left a review for the show over on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to tell you a really incredible thing that we're giving away if you leave a review to this community. So I want you to go to Apple, leave five stars, a couple sentences. I want you to screenshot that review once you've submitted it and DM that screenshot over to me on Instagram. I'm at Jessica Zweig. You can find my Instagram in the show notes. 
And I want you to also tell me just a little bit about your business. Tell me a little bit about you. Tell me about your platform. Tell me about your career, whatever you're promoting. And I'm going to share and highlight one community member every single episode who has shared a review. I'm going to pick a winner. And that way I can really spread the love and the light that you're shining and creating in the world. This isn't just about me. This is about all of us. We are here in the Simply Be universe as a collective of people who are really living their authenticity. And I want to know you and I want my community to know you too. So leave that review, screenshot it, DM it to me on Instagram and share a little bit about yourself. I'll probably do a little bit of research and dig in and see what you know resonates with me and, and speak about that as well as what you share. But I'm just so excited to, to get the chance to really open up who's listening to each other so you can all get to know what this community is up to. So don't forget to leave that review. All right, let's talk about my incredible guest today, Candy Valentino. I met her. She actually had me on her podcast last year and she's just a powerhouse. She's a powerhouse, but she's so grounded in her power. And I think you're really going to be amazed at what she has to share today. So she started her business, her first business at 19 years old, okay, with no degree, no corporate background, no money, and no internet, okay? She successfully started, scaled, and sold businesses in service, retail, e com, and product manufacturing in addition to creating a vast real estate portfolio as a flipper and investor. Okay. She started doing this at 19. And at the age of 26, she founded a nonprofit charity and through her success in business, she bought and donated a building to the organization. And since then they have saved thousands of lives. And Candy has been actively involved by personally raising millions of dollars for her charity. And I mean, this is just proof of what it looks like to really do good with your success and be of service. Now, during her two and a half decades as a founder, investor, and entrepreneur and philanthropist, she's been named top business leaders, 40 under 40, top 50 women in business, top 10 people making a difference, top 10 business consultants by Yahoo Finance, and was the youngest female to receive the governor's award in entrepreneurship in Pennsylvania. She was recently selected by Success Magazine as women of influence and leaders who get results with names like Tony Robbins and Brene Brown. After the exit of her last company, she started to really share her gritty real world business and investing strategies online, gathering an audience of millions. She's also the author of the Wall Street Journal bestselling book, Wealth Habits, Six Ordinary Steps to Achieve Extraordinary Financial Freedom. And she's going to break down so many of these lessons in this book today and so much more. You're going to hear firsthand her incredible story. It's, it's wild what she's been able to create for herself. And what I love so much about Candy's story is that it hasn't been just one straight line of meteoric success. She's had a lot of rock bottoms. She's had a lot of ups and downs, and we talk about some of them today. And she shares how some of her greatest growth came from her greatest darkness. And that is why I wanted her episode to come out this month of March when we're talking about what it looks like and what it means and what can happen when we trust the process. So without further ado, 
Here is my incredible conversation with the powerful Candy Valentino. First of all, it's so good to see you. You're such a bright, beautiful light. And thank you for being on the Simply Be podcast. Thank you. The feeling is mutual. And thank you for having me, truly. So, my jam in 2023, my audience knows this, is all about joy. Like, that's my, my word for the year is fun. And I know that when we're in our joy, we're in a higher vibration where we can manifest more. And I just want to know my first question for you is what is bringing you joy right now, Candy, in your life? Mm. Such a great question. I find so much joy in growth and in newness, right? Like just something that's new and exciting. It kind of makes me feel like a kid again, like even just writing this book, like what's going to come from this? Like the unknowing is so much more fun than the knowing. Yeah. And so I think to me, that's what's been really joyful and just being present, not knowing where something may lead. Like our conversation, the first time we met, like not judging something or even thinking, it's just, let's just be yeah. and see what life brings us. Because I think oftentimes we have the opportunity to experience far more life than we think, and that we can have a bigger, bolder, more powerful, wealthier, everything existence than we even know if we're just open to the experience. You know, I, I literally, someone asked me a, a similar question a couple of days ago. They're like, what's your high vibrational energy right now? And I was like, presence, like yeah. being present enough to my life to receive it, to enjoy it, to fully express it. So I love that you just dropped that in because I think that's the name of the game, especially when we're building big businesses and manifesting a lot and making moves the way you do. It's like we got to slow down a second to just take it in. And that's how we increase our capacity to, to receive even more. At least that's what I think. So you've got just this prolific background. Like you've been just this incredibly impressive entrepreneur since the time you were 19 years old and you've really built wealth. And you've done it in a myriad of ways. And another one of my core values, and I've talked about this too, for 2023 is wealth and to make this the wealthiest year of my life. And a lot of people are going to hear that and be like, oh, I want to do that too. Who doesn't? So you just wrote this amazing book. It's a bestseller, Wealth Habits, Six Ordinary Steps to Achieve Extraordinary Financial Freedom. So I'm asking for a friend as much as I'm asking for my audience. How are we going to make 2023 the wealthiest year we've had? Mm, so, you know, I think it all goes back to how someone defines wealth, right? And oftentimes we think of wealth with just the accumulation of money. And of course, that's part of it. But what money does, it's what it gives you. It's the journey to acquire it. It's who we need to become in the process in order to make more money, to have our customers depend on us more, to have our team trust us, to work for us. Like who we become in the journey of building wealth is actually far more powerful than the wealth itself. And so I think oftentimes people get this wrong because they think that when they read even my book, Wealth Habits, it's all about making more money which it is, but if we don't first become and evolve who we are, we're never going to be able to achieve those levels of wealth that we really want. And really what I found is wealth is freedom. It's, it's the ability to be who you are, to be around the people you want to be around, to be able to, to go where you want, to bless who you want, give what you want. And so for me, that's what wealth's all about. So when, when I get a question, how can I achieve more wealth? I always like to say, 
what does wealth mean to you? Yeah. You know, does it mean that you travel around in a bus and an RV and you, you know, go from place to place and that's your definition of success? Is it to be able to be super healthy and run, you know, marathons and triathlons and, and feel your most vibrant self? Is it to be able to stroke a check and buy your parents a house or pay for someone's education or, you know, all of those things obviously are a result of wealth, mm. but I think it really defines and it, it, it really needs the question of what does it mean to you? And if it is truly just to build more wealth in the sense of money, then 2023 is the most amazing year because we only get four to five times in our lifetime to build more wealth more quickly because of economic circumstances, market pullbacks, volatility, all of this talk of doom and gloom. It's like, if we rephrase that and just look at opportunity, that this is a year that you can double down on your investings, what you say no to in 2023 will pay dividends and give you the ability to say yes to so much more in years to come. So, so that's the long answer of how we can build wealth this year. I love this answer. And I love that you, you went there because you and I do very, very different things, but we have such aligned values on what, you know, what the, what this work of living a full, authentic, fulfilling life is all about. And, you know, I'm, I'm often asked because I do personal branding. It's like, help me with the platform, help me with the perception, help me with the image. But I'm like, no, 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 this is an inside job first. You have to embody who you really want to be and, and believe that you're worth it in the first place and learn how to dismantle imposter syndrome and self-limiting beliefs so that you can shine from that place within. And so what mm-hmm. you're saying about wealth is the sort of same like approach and mindset. And I loved also, I just want to really reflect back something you said about 2023, because not to take us back to a traumatic time, but I remember at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, a spiritual voice I follow, she said on the internet, she's like, there's going to be a lot of fear right now in, on the planet. It's going to be like static, like it's just going to be this in, like static of fear everywhere. And those people who are consciously willing to change the channel and click to a different station are going to manifest a lot this year. And, and that's kind of what I chose to do. And I did. So can we dig in a little bit more? I mean, I know that you have this wealth of knowledge, pun intended, on the market and just how people can find new ways of cultivating revenue streams and where we should be paying attention and what's real and what's not real as far as the narrative of fear around the market and the recession. And we're seeing 12,000 people being laid off of Google one day on LinkedIn and the next day it's Salesforce. It's like, there's a lot of fear in the air again. So how do we, how do we click out? Yeah. So again, I think it just goes back to making sure that wherever you are in your journey, it's understanding that, like you said, in 2020, there were more billionaires created than any other time in human history. Shit. And in 2023, all the data supports that there's going to be more millionaires created than any other time in human history. But you have to be doing the work. You have to be looking for the opportunity. You have to be willing to raise your hand, not know all the answers, but be able to just take that next step that makes sense for you. 
And here's the thing. Everyone listening is in a different place financially. There may be someone listening that is just working paycheck to paycheck, which if that's you, you're not alone. It's 95% of the country. So they're just on this perpetual hamster wheel of working to pay bills. And in that place, that, that more of reactionary state, you'll never be able to really have the intention to build wealth. So first we got to get off and truly be intentional about what life we want to build. And then we just reverse engineer it. So we're going to hear truly all of the things about the, the real estate market, all, all of that uncertainty. It's like the same thing every single year. We have spring, summer, fall, and winter every single year in our global economic and in, in all of the markets, we have the same thing. They're just not every year. We have winter, we have spring, we have summer, we have all of these amazing times, but if we didn't have winter and if we didn't have a lot of things die off that were actually not legit fake, or, you know, wasn't actually for us, then we're not going to have the beauty of spring and of summer. And we're just coming into a winter because we had eight, 10 years of this amazing rush. And it's really easy to build wealth when the markets are doing well. But what you do in those good times will set you up to succeed in the bad times. It's like business, right? Right. It's like all, all of this is the same. I always say personal finance and business are the same thing. Like you either increase revenue, decrease expenses. That's how you actually grow your bottom line, <laughs> whether it's your net worth or your NOI, your net operating income. Like if we simplify everything and just break it down, it becomes easy, not scary. We can take the first step and build confidence. That's what wealth's all about. It's not the lack of knowledge. It's the behavior, right? Like people always say like, oh, credit cards are bad. I'm like, credit cards aren't bad. They're not evil. It's the behavior in which people use them on depreciating assets and bad debt, which keeps them from the life that they want. That's what's so important about really understanding your finances and where you are and where you want to go so that you can start to fix some of these things so that you're not taking bad decisions and mistakes from your past into your future finances. Yeah, that's such solid advice. Something you just said reminded me of, so I'm really woo, as you know, and um, saw my personal astrologer last year and I was going through a really tough time. Actually, 2022 was like, I was just, I was in scarcity more mentally, but it manifested financially. And I was just, wasn't growing at the rate I had been growing. And, you know, my business has been like, I've been blessed. It's been like an upward trajectory, like a kind of like a rocket ship. And we still grew in 2022, but it wasn't like significant. I had all this like shame around it. And my astrologist was like, Jessica, we are living in a linear patriarchal construct of straight lines, like Monday through Friday, nine to five, year over year, growth for growth's sake, versus looking at your business like nature, like cycles and rhythms, like things yeah. die and rebirth. So I love that you said that because it's really, I think for me, a huge like sigh of relief that I don't have to like crush goals and make more money the next quarter because I made so much this quarter. And I got to keep going and keep going like that has equated to burnout for me and I'm sure for many people. But speaking of cycles and rhythms, I mean, you have been, you started this world as an entrepreneur at, at 19. Yeah. And here you are like really, I just built this beautiful platform, highly successful business, but it wasn't always expansion. I'm sure you had a lot of contractions along this road as well. And I'd love for you to pinpoint across this sort of cyclical journey that you've had some of the biggest lessons and 
I feel, I feel like we get so much light from our dark and Mm -hmm. if you're okay sharing, what has been some of, if you could maybe pinpoint one of the darkest moments in this journey, you've been on for a while, but you are so sparkle and so light and successful and aspirational, but I would like to really dive into a moment that it, it, that it didn't look like this. Hmm. Gosh, there's so many. Which one do I look, which one do I go to? Well, first off, people see you in one way, right? And they think that maybe they pass judgments or just have assumptions, not in a negative way of maybe who you are, what you've come from. So just to share a little bit of like backstory, I grew up in a trailer to two teenage parents on government assistance. My mom was 16. My dad was 19. My dad was a self-taught mechanic with a ninth grade education. My mom cleaned houses with a 10th grade education. Like, so I watched two people work really hard and life was more about survival than a place of a beautiful environment that we just kind of come from. And then we become this beautiful flower, right? It was all about kind of like scratching and clawing and trying to find your way and figure it out. And so that was my experience as a child. I was then um, sexually abused for years and it took me a lot of time to even talk about that for the first time, because I knew that that wasn't going to get me dwelling on something that had happened. Wasn't really going to get me there. I learned that at 15 from hearing Tony Robbins for the very first time on a 3 AM infomercial (laughs) and just happened to hear life for the first time, like that we're not a product of our circumstances and we can choose any day to make a difference different decision and create our life. And there was something about that that just stuck with me. And rather than question it so often that we do, we question things, we doubt things, we let our mind kick in and override our instinct or our gut. I just followed that. And so from there, that's what gave me pretty much the naive courage to start a business at 19. Only I knew that I wanted to do it bigger than I had seen because I didn't want to trade time for money. Like I saw my dad do as self-employed his whole life and miss out on so many things. And so there were a lot of years of beautiful growth and expansion and learning, but also there were times of not knowing what I didn't know and having employees steal and embezzle as we got larger. And I mean, so many things that happened, right. Got it getting into bad relationships because I was so focused on success and making a name for myself and not ever having to depend on, on anyone for anything, especially money. That then I was kind of like not choosing the right intentional relationships. And, and that led me to one of the probably lowest points of my life was here. I was from the outside, this super confident that everybody thought super successful. I had a nonprofit. I was giving back. I had multiple businesses. I was traveling, doing all the things. Right. And yet I felt like, is this it? Like, did I climb all these mountains? Did I get out of poverty? Did I build all this success? Did I, you know, acquire all this real estate, invest in all these things to feel like this. And it was such an, an empty feeling, even though when you have it all, you know, I don't know if you've ever felt that way or anyone listening has ever felt like you, you have it all. And that's why I always caution people with wealth is it's not just the acquire acquiring assets. It's building a rich life, a life that you want to show up for like vibrantly every day. If you're only trying to acquire things, it's all about you. It's really about what can you do with your life? Who can you serve? What could you give? And so I realized that here I was in this horrible relationship that I didn't even know was as bad because I was ignoring it and burying myself into work. Mm. I had had a a beautiful, um, you know, at the time 
in the late nineties, when I started, there were very few women in business. It wasn't like it is now there was no, you know, girl boss or boss empowerment, you know, anything like that. It was a very different time. And so I remember working so hard and running so fast and trying to run away from a life that I had that I never paused to see what I wanted to run towards. And so I ended up in a horrible relationship, a horrible marriage that then really rocked me because there was a lot of embarrassment. Like, how did I, the strong female, get into this relationship, right? And then there's guilt and then there's shame. And here I was like one of the few women that were going to exit a company, you know, a, a multi-million dollar company and have this great thing. And like, and yet here it was that there was this horrible relationship hovering too, and how to navigate that. And so I would say back in like 2017 was one of the darkest times I had had the most success. I had all the things, but it was such a, a dark moment of really reassessing life and what I wanted and how I chose, you know, at some point I gave away a lot of that gut instinct that I had. And I just buried myself into work really as kind of my way to self soothe from that relationship. So I learned a lot from that and it took a lot of healing. Um, but I'm so grateful for the experience. I think like so many of us are, even when we go through something super negative. Thank you for sharing that. I felt that. What have you done? What steps have you taken to heal? What does healing look like for you from that time and that way of being? I'm an all or none, if you can't tell. Uh So so I literally like sold the company, sold a bunch of my portfolio, my real estate properties, moved across the country, like started completely over and just was like, I just need to take time and like dream again, be again, decide, right? Because oftentimes we we're just so focused on the first quarter goal, our, our yearly goal, like what's next, this next growth, this next expansion. And it's like, you know, what if the next step is to not have one? Like, have you ever thought about that? Like, what if the next step for you is to not have one? Like, what would that feel like to me? When I first asked myself that question, I was like, whoa, that feels really freeing. It feels very light, right? It feels in alignment. Like if the next step is truly not to have one and to just be open to what you're supposed to experience, life starts to make a little more sense. And so that was something I did was rather than have the next step, I just literally kind of gave in to just be like, I have, this makes no sense to me, but God, I'm here for it. Like, just show me. And it took so much longer than I wanted it to. I'm bad. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I'm like, you know, you're, you're trying to let go, but you're also forcing like, please give me a sign. Why don't I know a sign yet? And finally it came. And I think that's why we go back is sometimes you, you have to eliminate to expand, you know, it's making those hard choices of what to let go. I use the analogy that so often we have on our journey, like our hands are so full of these little tiny golf balls, right? Managing the team and growing and doing this and showing up for all these things and all the things that we think, but our hands are so full and God or the universe, whatever you believe is trying to give you this big basketball for this next level. But unless you empty your hands, you're never going to be able to grab it. And so for me, it was that analogy that I just kept trying to find what do I need to eliminate? and What do I need to learn? to just be by myself, to just heal by myself. And it was a really beautiful experience. And it brought me to this because I've built businesses behind the scenes. Like I'm actually far more comfortable being the entrepreneur, running the team, like 
building a personal brand, being out front is completely against how I feel businesses should be built. And it was like, this kept coming up, write a book, you know, put yourself out there, start sharing your wisdom, like start helping people. And I remember thinking, Oh, if I do that, that's all about me. That's all about me. If I'm showing my face, right. Patterns, scripts that we have running in our head. And it wasn't until I said, what am I missing? This is a question I obsess about all the time. What am I missing? What am I missing? And I felt like a voice said, if you have things inside of you that will help someone else and you're not sharing them, that is selfish. Girl preach. And I remember the shift of like, Oh my gosh, like if I have information that can help and serve someone else, why wouldn't I share it? And I do think, of course, there are people that do it for self-serving reasons, but there are those of us that don't, that aren't for that reason either. And so I think it's just like anything, there's good and there's bad. And I just chose to continue to show up and share and the book happened and, you know, so many other things came from it, which literally weren't of my doing. I literally was just showing up for the ride and being open to what was coming. Um, I don't know if you know, but like the book came from, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a proposal. I didn't pitch it like one conversation, one direct pitch, like an an incredible deal. I, everyone said wasn't possible for a first time author. Right. So if I would have tried to force it, would I have had that bet that same result? I don't think so. I think it was because I was open to it. And so just anyone listening, I would ask like, is there a place in your life or in your business right now that you're forcing? Mm. And then maybe you just need to, as scary as it is, let go drop all the golf balls, empty your hands and just see if there's something out there bigger and bolder for you that you're not even aware of yet. Girl, I mean, this is so relevant right now and on point to the work that I'm doing, the, the content, the, the messages I've been sharing to my audience, like they're, they're, they've been riding along with me since the turn of 2023. And what you just sort of analogized is this idea of emptying the basket so that you can receive Mm -hmm. and receptivity is really a feminine frequency. Like you and I probably could like have drinks and share war stories, frankly, of like what the masculine hustle did to our bodies, our minds, Mm -hmm. our relationships, our spirits and our businesses. And I think there is a collective shift and I'm so glad that you wrote this book and I'm so glad that you're building your platform and, and leading by example of what it can look like for it to be easier, like to actually have ease and more effortlessness in our businesses by trusting, by letting go. What was the, like, what if the next step is nothing? Like that is the ultimate sort of feminine void, like for us to step forward in this sort of darkness where anything can be born from. And I, I just want to thank you, frankly, and commend you for like leading that and living that because it's such an important conversation for women to hear. And we all have to go through our dark nights of the soul to get there. Like if there's no shortcut to this kind of embodiment. Yes. But it is really, I think the the game, the switch, the unlock that more and more women, I think are realizing that the more we open ourselves up to receive the more actual opportunity and magic and manifestations that we can call forward and we don't have to grip and hustle for it. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So what does your day-to-day look like now, Candy, because you've been like this prolific, you've been in real estate, you've, you've had multiple streams of, of revenue and businesses, but being this personal brand, and it just made me so happy to hear you say what you said about personal branding, because it's my entire philosophy. It's like, 
you matter. You have a responsibility, not a choice to be yourself and share yourself with the world. This is manifested for you more than just a book. I mean, the book was kind of the cherry that kind of came from you building this brand called Candy Valentino. So what does that look like today? So today I still have real estate investments. Like that's why I'm in this space as opposed to where I was because we have construction going on somewhere. And so there's, there's always that I'm always doing that, which I love. It's more of a hobby. I always say, pick a hobby that either increases your wealth, increases your health or adds more joy to your life. And if it doesn't do one of those things, it should at least contribute to someone else. So those are to me, like that's the litmus test for a hobby. Real estate investing, I started at 20 as a hobby, never thinking that it was going to be a massive way that I built wealth for the last 20, some almost 25 years. So to me, it's like, that will always be part of me because I genuinely enjoy it. Um, so I still do that. I have my own podcast as you've been on and really just with the book, I'm doing this, obviously this whole media blitz and I have another book coming out in January of 2024. So yeah. Holy moly, girl. the first place I said that. Yeah. What? Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So okay. there's been a lot like events and speed, like it's a whole other, like, this is so not the world. Like, for 20 plus years, like I was showing up in the black suits. I was, you know, leading dozens of employees. I was making the moves. I was growing, working with attorneys, franchising, like all of the things, developing products in China. So, you know, and for me, I feel that, like you said, those dark moments, like I still had to do that. Like I had to prove to myself one that I could do it, but I also needed to know what that struggle and strife felt like in order to get to 40 and exit and then decide to want a different life. Right. So if anyone's in that place where you're like, Oh my gosh, that's what I'm in. Welcome. I'm glad to have you. Right. right. That just means that you're one step further to coming out of that place and getting into something more of alignment. Right. And so I think that to me, that's, that's one of the most important things. And and my life every day is I get to meet awesome people like you and just chat, like what kind of life is that? Yeah. So, you know, and I would have never done that. Like I would have never done that before. I actually shied away from media. I turned down interviews because I wanted it to be about the business brand, right? Not me. And so when we really step into who we're meant to be, as opposed to who we think we need to be in order to heal some wound that happened in our life, life starts to be a little easier and make more sense. That's a quotable right there. (laughs) I'm not joking. Well, you did write this book and it's beautiful. And I want to talk about it in our last few minutes together. And by the way, just so epic that you have a second book on the way. It's literally like birthing a baby. And you speak of six ordinary steps to really building extraordinary wealth and financial freedom. I want people to pick it up, but can you give them a sneak preview of like one of your favorite of the six? Like what can someone do like immediately after listening to this podcast? So everything in the book is very tangible. The very first thing everyone has to know is that think and get rich is only going to get you so far. Like you have to do to be wealthy. And so we have the very first chapter breaks apart. Like if you have never done the work to think about where do my feelings come from, from money? What are my thoughts about money? What are my beliefs about money? Like, where did they come from? Because everything we believe right now has either been caught or taught by someone else. So if you haven't done the work to really see where that's coming from, and if it's serving you, then we first need to pause. And we do this in the very first chapter of like breaking it down. There's a quiz of like, what do you believe about money? And then addressing 
is that belief actually serving you? So if not, let's flip the script. So we talk about that. And as far as tangibles, like someone that's like, I just, I I don't need any of this. I just want the tactic candy. We can still go there. The very first thing I would say is it goes back to what we said, personal finance and business, you either increase revenue or decrease expenses, right? So if you are in a place where you have a little more month than you have money, (laughs) there's only two things you can do, right? you decrease your expenses. So what I would say is you want to do 10%. Everyone can decrease their expenses 10%. So you go through, you set up a month uh, state of the union meeting with yourself. You review your bank statements, your credit card statements, make it fun, go have a glass of wine, go to your favorite coffee shop and start to review all of those financial paperwork documents so that they're not so scary and doesn't give you anxiety. And then see if anything creeped up, like, Did you get a subscription on your credit card that you didn't really realize because a trial ran out? Like how many times has that happened, right? Or are you paying for more things to store on Google and you have no clue what's actually in G Suite, (laughs) right? Like, Like take the look at all of that stuff and see where can I cut? You know, is it the bougie brunches sometimes on the weekends? Like, is it the coffee? Like I was on a podcast with Ed Milet and like he's worth, I think over $700 million or so. And we were both talking how we don't, drink coffee out because we can make it at home. That's healthier and better for 30 cents a cup. Right? So these little things, they seem trivial, but this little thing of just decreasing your expenses by 10% and then see how you can increase your earnings by 10%. That 20% spread. If you just took that right now and started investing even into a simple Roth IRA, if you don't have one yet, you're going to be getting on average nine, 10% without inflation, a return on that money. The only way that we can ever stop trading time for money is to invest it and have our money make money. So that's the very first thing, regardless of where someone is that you can do right now to decrease your expenses and increase your earnings. I love it. It's so amazing to hear a woman speak so powerfully and educatedly and clearly about the world of finance. You know, I mean, my husband's a financial advisor. My dad is a financial advisor and my brother is a financial advisor and their world. Yeah. Yeah. And their world is what you money investments, the whole, the whole market, the whole game. You know, I've been the creative right-brained, you know, artist in the family. And I'm always in awe of women that just can speak to it the way that you do. And also the dichotomy that you have of the gravitas of understanding money and also knowing the sort of frequency of what I would call the feminine frequency of really understanding you need to have both of being open to receiving while also making moves. And I love that that's in your book that you have to actually put this book into practice, think and grow rich. It's not the whole story. And that's what a lot of the narrative can be around money and manifestation. And it's, you really have to bring that know-how and consistency and clarity to the way you manage your money. I love that. Yeah, because oftentimes people, they have this idea that they want to be wealthy. They want to have success. They want, and so they think that, okay, well, if I'm attracting this, I'm just sitting and I'm having the idea, but ideas do not change your life. Ideas do not create the business. Ideas do not give you a multimillion dollar net worth. It's the implementation and execution of the idea that does. So it's both. You have to have the feeling and have the right frequency, but you got to take action. Yes. You know, and I think that that's the part of the journey and growth that's so beautiful because it's you just having, you know, people say, well, I don't have all the right answers, but if you just have just enough courage, just a little more courage than your fear, 
and you take that next step in faith, it is amazing what you can actually achieve in this life. And I'm living proof. Like I always say, it doesn't matter where you came from. doesn't matter your family environment, your level of education, like wealth and success is here for you too. And there's proof all around you. So you just have to have a little more faith and fear and take that next step. What's your next book about? So the next book, it's, it is going to be more on personal finance, but it's a little, um, let's just say it's Enneagram meets the human design meets money. Okay. That's pretty epic. Can that come out tomorrow? That's so exciting. So it's going to be very different, very unique. Um, it's taken a lot of time. It's going to continue to take a lot of time to continue to flush out. So January, 2024. Um, yeah, that'll be, that's like in a year from now, one year. Yeah. This is super quick. Like my, you figure it's only like 13 or 14 months in between my last book. And is that because your publisher wanted a second book already? I got a multi-book deal when I got the first deal. Damn girl, you go, you are. But again, that just goes back to like, if I would have done all the things that everyone told me, including amazing New York Times bestselling publisher, you know, bestselling authors, all of the people with millions of followers that we follow on social media, if I would have done what they said, which was get a, do a proposal, write this whole thing, spend 25 grand to get it all built out, get an agent, pay them 15 to 20%, pitch it everywhere. And I'm not saying that they were wrong because actually the data would support yeah. that they were right. I just decided that that wasn't for me, but I also knew that a book was for me. I couldn't make sense of it, but I was just open to having the conversations. I just knew that moving forward wasn't in that way. And I just trusted in my belief in myself because I have now the data of my life that shows if I don't listen to that head of mine that creeps in fear, doubt, and society and pressure and all the things. And I just trust my instinct and move forward, things always work out better than I had ever thought. So rather than doing all those things and giving up a big chunk and probably getting one book, I got a multi-book deal with my publisher. So that's why the next book's coming out. So just sharing that for people to remember that like, this is possible when you just trust, let go and still take the step forward. Well, you're a walking example that anything is possible where you came from. Thank you for opening up about your story of your family and just, I'm so, I know this is gonna sound so weird to say, like, I'm so proud of you. Like you've been like, I'm sure your parents are proud of you. The world, like you have really blazed a path that is such an inspiration and example for so many people. I mean, it's bigger than the book deal. It's just one artifact of the way you've chosen to live your life. And it's really, really inspiring candy. I want to ask you one last question. It's my, my question. I ask all my guests and obviously simply be is my brand name, my little tattoo, my podcast. It means a lot to me. It has layers though. It's more than just that. It's a mantra. And I'd love to know what those two words mean to you. Hmm. I think I alluded to it in the beginning, right? But I would love to share what I think of how you simply be if that's okay. Yeah. I feel that oftentimes I said like my head would sometimes kick in and I actually think I 
found the framework of what to do in order for that not to happen. So for me, anytime I would let that conscious programming kick in, I would make a decision with my head. Oh, I shouldn't leave this relationship or, oh, I guess this guy seems really great on paper, right? That's all my head. I'm ignoring my instinct. What I found is this pause, that there is power in the pause. Mm. And in order to simply be, it is not an action that we take. It's actually the opposite. It's a pause that we don't take. So to me, it's like when I want to take a step forward, or I want to make a big decision, or I want to do something, I then pause. I take one deep clearing breath before I respond. And if it's super high conflict or a really big decision, I wait at least an hour before I make any decisions. And if we want to take it one step further with wealth, if you want to spend something or buy something really big and you're unsure, give it 24 hours and see if it still has the same shiny object syndrome that it had before. So I think simply being is not something that you do. I think it's the opposite of, and I think it's the pause in between you feeling and taking the action. I love that answer. I'm inspired. And that's, those are my words. And I'm like, I learned something around how to (laughs) define that. Where can everyone find you, buy your book, follow you, Tell us all the things. Candy Valentino, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, all the places and Wealth Habits is available anywhere books are sold, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, and of course, all the local bookstores. Um, But thank you so much for having me. Like you are such a bright light and I just love how powerful you are in business, but yet so kind and soft when you like meet people that I've just loved your energy from the first time we met. And so I'm just, I just wanted to share that with you. I love how you show up and just thank you for that. Thank you for having me on and spending this time together. Oh my gosh. Received and ditto. I love that we know each other and that we're two women on this path. And I got your book. I'm just a champion for you. And honestly, I can't wait to watch where you go next because you're onto some big big things, Candy. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Truly my honor.